Joining me on the show today is Cody Christian. He's a star of Pretty Little Lies and Teen Wolf. He talked to me as part of Oz Comic Con in Adelaide this weekend. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Benjamin Mayer McKay's Talk To Me. I'm your host, Benjamin, and joining me on the show today is the young superstar, Cody Christian. Now, Cody plays one of the lead roles in the recent season of Teen Wolf. Uh, He plays the role of Theo, and he's also been on Pretty Little Liars for the past six years. Now, Cody was in Adelaide this weekend, thanks to Oz Comic Con, which is on at the Wavell Showgrounds tomorrow as well. It's Sunday the 10th of April 2016. Now, Cody talked to me all about his work as well as the craft and what inspires him to be an actor. Just so you know, I had a bit of a chat to Cody about my personal work prior to this and uh, Cody continued that chat into the start of our interview. So it doesn't have the clean open that uh, we normally do, but I still think you'll enjoy. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat with superstar Cody Christian. So can we just turn this around? Can I start interviewing you now? Sure, we can totally if you, yeah. if you want. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. Thank yeah, I started um, when I first got in this industry, uh, went out to Los Angeles. I was about 10, 10 years old. Um, so I'm about, I'd say, half my life into this. Uh, I'm 20 right now, 21st birthday in about a week or so. Um, so yeah, man, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been a journey. It certainly has. With, is it, I suppose it's the passion that drives anyone yeah, to do absolutely. this. You've got to be insane otherwise. Yeah, no, I am. I'm. I have passion and I'm insane, so I got both. Very good. Tick all the boxes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, I suppose what inspired you to, to have a career in the arts? Yeah, when I first got into it, it was. Um, I, I was unaware of of. Yeah, I think just the beauty of acting and what it could be, and looking at it as an art form. I mean, dude, I was ten years old. I didn't know. Um, but I know that I, I did enjoy it, and this like element of storytelling was something that always um, I always saw it as as something that I could you know potentially do. So as I kind of grew up and matured in this industry, um, talking 12, 13, 14 years old, there's something that happened through my acting coach, and, and he was just kind of showing me the way and like a process. And uh, there was a moment where it just kind of clicked, and everything. I got this rush of like rush of information, and I'll never forget it. But it just seemed like everything in this field and in this career, this art form, just made sense to me, hmm. and like what it meant to me. And um, I think at that point, what I started to realize was that I have, and what I do for a living is this ability to bring life to what's written on a page. I get to take a story, I get to take a character, and it's my job then to bring this character and story to life and through this performance show people, remind them what it's like to actually be alive, mm. to have that spark of, of life inside of you because so many people nowadays are just not, you know, they think they're living life but nobody is like really here anymore. Nobody's like present in what they're doing and it's like when you, when you watch a performance on screen and you see that and you see this like spontaneity of like life behind somebody's eyes, that alone um, kind of inspired me and, and kind of just sparked this passion. And, and also, like, you know, amongst other things, of it's just helped me personally so much. And, and also just kind of having this ability and being in a position to, um, you know, spread positive influence and, in like, the youth of our society and, and get people to kind of change the way of this negative thinking that's been, 
I think spreading as you know the last you know, I'd say five mm. years or so. Um, so just like being able to to have an impact on individuals and an influence and it be positive and hopefully implement a change in the society that will be seen for years to come. I think all of those uh, kind of inspired me. But it wasn't until later on that I learned that and, and kind of became aware of it. Mm, so you talk about how you know art inspires you and you want to inspire other people. How important do you think art is to cultures socially? I think it's huge. I think um, it's, it's one of those things that is constantly allowing us to ask these questions that aren't being asked nowadays. And what that allows us to do is just kind of keep our minds open and, and, and just being able to grow both individually and just, I think, as a culture, as one, uh, which is huge for everyone. Um, but it's, it's one of those things that it's, it's been around forever and it will continue to be around forever. It'll last a lifetime. It'll be, it'll be I think, present uh, in you know, human life until there is no more. And then even then so, it'll find its way back. Uh, but it's detrimental, man. It's detrimental for growth and, and also just unifying everyone. Um, you know, the arts are so, it's just such a beautiful thing and something that will never die. Mm. And how do you think the industry's evolved over the last 10 or 15 years? Industry, like specifically in like my industry? Your industry, yeah. So how, how have you seen that change? <sighs> it's not what it used to be, at least. Um, I don't know. I feel like speaking truthfully I think some of like the grace and sophistication of it has kind of gone away and it's been diluted um, you know, by individuals that I don't think really deserve to be where they're at and it's kind of become this you know who's who's popular and who sells and makes the most money and social it's, media and reality TV is partially yeah, to absolutely some of you know absolutely that's I'm not going to pin it all on the head I'm, I'm no, I'm, I'm, I would say I'm a bit ignorant to the situation, so I don't want to speak as if like I know mm-hmm. exactly what I'm talking about. This is all mere opinion, but um, yeah, absolutely. I think like just the power that social media has 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 like brought into this society, the influence that it's capable of having, and you know, and it's just it's completely changed you know this industry. I remember five years ago when you went out for a project, it was about a look and about how talented you were. And now recently I go out for projects and it's, well, how many followers does this person have? And how many people can he reach out to? And it's, it's you know, it's different. It's different, but it's, you know, change isn't always bad. It's always, it's not negative. So you just roll with the punches and we, we keep moving forward. As long as we're moving forward, that's all that matters. Certainly. So do you think it's crucial for an actor now to have social media accounts? Absolutely. It's, it's, uh, it's a tool. It's, it's one of those things and people have to realize that you're in a business. You yourself, um, you're a brand. And uh, you basically have to use these tools accessible to you, social media, for example, to build this brand and to make this brand more valuable day by day. And that's how, that's, that's, that's what it is. You have to sell yourself. And, um, you know, it's, it's huge. If, if you're not doing it, you're definitely you're missing out. Mm. So what challenges have you had to overcome to get to where you are now? I think the biggest thing is, uh, I think doubt and uncertainty. Because when you decide to do something, and I'm sure you can relate to this, but when you like make a decision, right? I made this decision at quite a young age, and um, it's about when things are not going your way, 
and when every see, everything that you seem to think is like the right decision, when you start to question yourself and you start to allow this influence from other people to creep into your mind and you know fester and you these negative thoughts start to come into play, it's about being able to overcome that uh, and to grow from it and to keep moving forward and it's it's been a constant struggle for me. Um, you know, I guess earlier on in my career nowadays I'm I'm, I'm so confident in what I'm doing and I know that I'm on the right track and there's nothing else that I'm supposed to be doing with my life and this is what I'll be doing until the day I die. Mm. But initially it was, you know, when you make a decision to do something and you really commit every part of you to uh, you know, pursuing this, it's, it's scary. It, it's scary. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, you know, but it's like when you have those doubts, it's just, you know, being able to move forward and continue and, you know, in terms of longevity, like I was saying, I want to do this for the rest of my life. So, um, you know, things like that. Uh, I think when I first started out, there were, I think things with my family as well. Like a lot of people in my family made a lot of sacrifices, uh, in order to, for me to be where I'm at and I'll forever be grateful for that. But you know, mom and dad and the support that they had to give me and, and the sacrifices that they made, my brother as well. And, you know, it was a whole unit of people. It wasn't just me. I'm in this position that I'm in today because, um, you know, so many people were there to lend a hand and assist me. So other than that, I mean, you know, it's been a slow climb, but nothing, nothing too crazy. So what advice would you give to aspiring artists then? Um, just never stop. You can achieve anything. You just have to believe in yourself. And, you know, it's not... It's not having other people believe in you. It's knowing, like, deep down in your heart, in your mind, and your soul. When all of those three things can unify and you make this choice to pursue it, um, you know, that's when, the, that's when the passion is born. Mm. And once the passion is born, you know, you can't stop it, so don't try to. No. You know, just keep going and, and you know, create it. I see a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, one day I want to do this and one day I want to do that. Well, stop talking like that and just do it you have the power um, you know the mind is a powerful thing and I always say this too I don't say it enough but I'd like to start um, there's nothing more powerful than a made-up mind so when you make that decision you know it's possible so you just keep moving forward no matter what mm. you just gotta go for it you just gotta go for it man commit 100% always mm. well you've been lucky enough to have some hit projects Pretty Little Liars Teen Wolf what's yeah. been your favorite so far uh, I think just speaking on you know the fact that I just finished up on Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf has left such an impact on me, and both personally and as an artist. Uh, it just it helped me grow exponentially uh, in both in both fields, um, my professional life, my personal life. But what it did the most for me, I think, is it, it, it proved to me that I was capable of handling this workload that I wasn't accustomed to. Mm-hmm. And I went from working on Pretty Liars to doing, you know, working two or three days out of the week, a couple hours here and there, to going on Teen Wolf and doing, you know, five days a week, 16, 17, 18 hour days, um, you know, and just like the content that I was able to, to bring to life, it was much heavier than what I've, you know, been used to and what I was accustomed to. Um, the complexity of the character, just all of these things, it kind of just proved to me that, yes, I can handle it. What's next? Hmm. Which is huge. Certainly is. And obviously, Teen Wolf, a lot of CGI and special effects, does mm-hmm. that make it harder for you as an actor to, I suppose, visualize everything and fully become? that character when there's, you know, green screens and things like that all well, around the place? I mean, as, as much as there is, um, you know, a lot of CGI mixed in, um, 
It's not too bad. It's not. It's not. It's definitely not one of those films where you're talking to like a stick with a green mark on it for you know six months. Uh, so no, it's actually not too bad. And and with Teen Wolf, they really like our producers, showrunner, um, everyone involved in the process. They really bring this world to life. So um, you know the costumes incredible. The 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 sets that we're working on are absolutely insane. The makeup, like when we you know, go into wolf makeup. Like, that's all applied, these prosthetics, and it's like this world is born and you're so immersed in it. So uh, it's not difficult whatsoever, in my opinion. It really, it's, it's, it's much easier than I thought it would be to just escape into this world. Well, that's fantastic. Must make it a lot easier for you, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there have been a few rumors flying over the internet since you spoke last week in, in Perth. Mm-hmm. Can you just clarify, is... Theo alive and is he coming back? We all know he's alive. He's alive? Yeah, we saw him get sucked into a hole. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe not because I, I just learned that Australia is pretty behind um, in the airing of things. But yeah, the end of season five, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, um, Theo gets dragged into a hole by his sister. Mm. She comes out of the ground by the skinwalkers, pulls him into the hole. We don't see him die. He's not dead. Um, so where he's at and what he's doing, we don't know yet. But what I would like to say is he is alive, technically. And even Jeff Davis spoke about this in a, a few interviews that he did. And he said, purposely, we kept Theo alive for the possibility of being able to bring him back. Now, nothing's been confirmed yet. And until there is a confirmation through, you know, a credible source, I would say MTV or like any, any like Teen Wolf outlet, mm-hmm. I wouldn't believe what's on the internet. And that's what I try to express. Just know the character's alive. The possibility of him coming back is prevalent. But until it's confirmed by somebody that you should believe, don't 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 believe these rumors that are being spread. Of course. I just don't want to like get anybody disappointed or, or or let down any fans of the show or or of me as a character if, if things don't end up happening that way. If they asked you back, you would return though? I'll tell you this, if Theo has a story to be told, I would most definitely be the one that would like to tell it. So yes. Fantastic. Now obviously Pretty Little Lies is wrapping up with its seventh and final season this year. Are you going to be involved in that? Um, that is more of like a scheduling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we can work out dates and times of when I can be there, uh, I've spoken to Marlene about it and my team about it. Uh, if we can make it happen, we'll make it happen. Fantastic. Now so. you've also done a range of films. Is doing films any different for you from doing TV series? I love film work and that's kind of like where I've been gauging my career towards. Mm. Um, studio films, uh, just films with like you know, so much substance and like a beautiful story to be told. Like that's what I'm after. Like a character that you can completely lose yourself in. Um, film to me is 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 a much more I think intimate process. You know, like you have a TV show and you have this character that stretches out over I don't know seasons, twenty episodes. And, but like with a film, it's like you get to really. You know, it's two hours of you know, seeing this character and exploring it. And it just feels, for me, it feels much more intimate and personal. Um, and I just feel like the stories that are being told are, are something that I would really, you know, appreciate and see myself doing in the future. So that's kind of like where I'm, where I'm geared towards. Studio films are definitely next. So you, you say you prefer doing films to TV then? I do. I like the pace of a film. And that's like, the thing is, is film and television the same thing. I love doing what I do. I love being on screen. I love bringing you know, these stories to life. So regardless of where it's happening, I'm in love with it. But uh, with that being said, 
just like the pace of film, you know. Television, you're filming an episode in seven days mm. on average. Um, doing a handful of scenes throughout the day, it's always moving to get it done. Whereas film, you know, we could spend two weeks doing one scene, who knows? You know, it's just like you, there's just so much more time to explore um, and just, you know, really create the best of the best. So that's something that I enjoy and, and, you know, would continue to enjoy in my career. Sounds like an easier process to get a grasp on your character and your scene work. It can like be, that. it can be, but at the same time, it's like, it's it can also be very complex of, you know, when is the best the best and how much time do you spend on a scene before it's you've got what you got and... I don't know, there's just something that's always attracted me about film. And it's like where I hope to be at for the rest of my career. Mm. So now you're in Adelaide at the moment for Oz Comic Con. What, what do you enjoy about the convention experience? It's a sense of unity, the community that, that is like, that's brought together through conventions such as this. Uh, you know, everyone is like rooted in the same thing. They're all fans mm. of you know, different individuals, different shows, comics, animes. And it's just, it's cool because... The atmosphere, it's this energy and vibe that you can just feel when you go into one of these. Um, everyone's there and just, you know, having a good time and sharing the experience, and it's just, it's awesome to see. Have you ever had any strange fan encounters? I've had a few. I've had a few. Um, but none thus far in, in, in Australia. Everyone is, is very cool and very respectful, and uh, I'm kind of blown away by it, actually. Like, I haven't had any, any, any crazy things happen to me, so... I don't want to speak too early and jinx it for Adelaide, but yeah, I think I think we're pretty good. Well, that's good to hear. Well, finally, where can our listeners stay in touch with you online? But you know, I think I have the three most important ones. I think you do. Well, thank you very much for your time it today. It's honestly been a pleasure. my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. That was my chat with the wonderful Cody Christian. He's such a wonderful actor, and you can follow him on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, as he said. Now, with no reviews for today due to the, uh, the special nature of our Comic-Con uh, Fast Track release, uh, normally we have the episode a little bit later in the month, but uh, we wanted to get it out as fast as possible with Comic-Con being this weekend, and obviously Cody's just such a wonderful guest to have on, and I loved talking to him. Now, uh, I'll be back very, very shortly with another special interview with uh, some guests from Oz Comic-Con, so looking out for that very shortly. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at BenjaminMM underscore, and uh, I'll have some of the latest coverage of Oz Comic-Con through there, and obviously on the Preachers podcast online and on stage Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Preachers podcast. I've been your host, Benjamin Mayer McKay, and as always, we love to thank our supporters, Mad Zombie Collectibles, Palace Nova Cinemas, and Madman Entertainment, and a big thank you to Oz Comic Con for facilitating this wonderful chat. I've been your host, Benjamin May McKay, and I'll see you soon.